Hi, my name is Michael Apple. I'm joining conversation by Quibus Libber. Uh, Mr. Libber, thank you for your time today mm -hmm. um, to discuss a very important issue, one that literally keeps the economy going. The finance minister recently announcing that there would be some planned cushioning of the consumer by interventions by national treasury. Um, firstly, just give us by way of background who you are, where you've spent the majority of your career and why you can speak with some authority on the subject. Thank you, Michael. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, I've been in logistics and supply chain management for about close on 40 years, of which I spend um, close on 30 years in uh, imports and exports. And during that time, I spent 20 three years in the oil and gas industry. Five years I worked for Shell Southern Africa and uh, 18 years for Engine Petroleum, uh, which is part of the Petronas group. Uh, during that time, um, the five years with Shell, I actually was directly involved in scheduling, planning and uh, delivering all the fuel um, nationwide for Shell Southern Africa um, which is basically fuel um, and uh, diesel. So the recent announcement by the finance minister that there would be quote-unquote full deregulation of uh, 90, 93 at least, 95 at a later stage, but 93 octane, w what was your initial response to that? I think the... Um the term that he used of full deregulation troubled me from, from the moment I saw the article. Mm. Um, because one has to compare deregulation in South Africa that they're now aiming at. And I have to mention that so far only diesel is deregulated in South Africa. So in 93 and 95 is still regulated and controlled by government. So one has to compare it with overseas countries, let's say, for example, the USA and certain countries in Europe where the industry is about fully de deregulated. So if you take certain countries, for example, allow motorists to fill up their own vehicles. If you want to fully deregulate the industry in South Africa, one has to consider the pros and cons, uh, because either way, there is positive impacts and definitely some negative ones. My opinion is that if they deregulate the fuel industry as a whole in South Africa, that the smaller players, maybe not all of them, but the smaller players in, in the industry will probably either close down or fold or be absorbed by the bigger players. Um, one also have to consider the impact. Um, if, if you look at the, the fact that in South Africa, we have petrol attendants filling and servicing our vehicles, and if you look at the across industry, um, if you take all the oil companies into consideration, that number is thousands of petrol attendants. So if you want to fully deregulate, you have to do away with these attendants and allow motorists to fill their own vehicles. Just explain so why. The, explain the why that is, Mr. Liber. Explain why you have to get rid of petrol attendants if you want to deregulate the fuel industry. I believe to fully de deregulate the, the industry, you have to be as a motorist, number one, in full control of the offering of fuel to you 
Um, so in other words, firstly, you will shop around for the cheapest retail site available that offers the product that you want at the right time, at the right place, at the right price. Mm -hmm. Secondly, you must be physically in control of managing your fuel. In other words, no attendance involved. Having said that, those attendants, I believe, look, it would have been very nice if one can do it all, similar to, for example, the States. But one has to be realistic. In South Africa, those attendants, they have huge families and many families that they have to sustain with their small incomes. So you can't just fully regulate and say, okay, let's take away the attendance. Um, with regards to the pricing, um, at the moment, if you look at the status quo that's existing in the refinery market of, in South Africa, um, it's only the old Chevron refinery in Milneton in Cape Town that's remaining, and the NRF, which is the engine and uh, um, refinery in Durban, um, Sapref itself uh, is closing down, and I think believe it's up for sale. I'm not too sure, but I think it is. Now you have the government um, with the Central Energy Fund and um, Petro SA that's stepping into the into the four-year and wanting <laughs> wanting to buy Sapref, which I believe, firstly, it won't happen because. Initially, um, Petro SA wanted to buy Engine as a company, and it, it just went totally down the drain. It never happened, never materialized. There's so much corruption happening in, in government entities like um, the Central Energy Fund that sold our reserves a few years ago. Well, they tried um, to, and yeah. Petro SA, no, and Petro SA, I don't, I don't even want to comment. I think anyone can go and Google what's happening at Petro SA. So Petro SA now wants to buy Sapref. I have no idea where they're going to get the funds because you know, they basically insolvent, but that's stepping off the, the point here. Um, I think the important th thing is for the motorists, especially if you're going to do long-distance trips, that you need, need to be able to plan your um, trip in advance to know which company or retail site will offer you the best price for your fuel, either diesel is like I say is already let's let's say partially regulated. I don't even believe that diesel price is fully regulated, although it is deregulated. There's absolutely no way that they can say it's it, they're aiming for 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 now fully uh, deregulating the fuel price because um, if I remember the one article I read and this one that you're referring to. They are just aiming to um, minimize the impact on the South African motorist on 93. 95 will follow at the, at the later stage. So it is going to be very difficult to implement. And the question that we as South African motorists and citizens should now ask, and I have to take this back, and I don't want to make any political statements, but if you go back to 1994, the levies and the taxes that the government implemented on on, on the on the fuel industry um, and impacting on the high prices that we have at the moment it escalated since 1994 the road accident fund that went bankrupt and the government had to supply funds and and keep it floating to a certain degree so if they deregulate 
the fuel price on all grades um, fully, mm-hmm. as they want to call it, there's going to be a big gap for how do you fill the Treasury's coffers with the money that they will no longer in. Somewhere, somehow, they need to recover that. And if it's not directly on the fuel industry, it, it's going to be indirectly. And if it's not on the fuel industry at all, somewhere they're going to increase the taxes for us. So it's no use giving with the right hand and taking with the left hand. Yeah, I think that is basically the main thing, is if they really want to uh, soften the blow on the South African motorists with regards to what's happening globally with the oil price. If you look at what's happening now, I believe the price dropped slightly below $100. It's at 104 at the moment. Yeah. yeah okay, it's still close. Um, any, um, if I can call it global unrest and political unrest, like what's happening between Russia and the Ukraine, will have a severe impact on, on the oil price. And um, it's going to play yo-yo with us. So even if they deregulate it to a certain degree, somewhere in the end, someone has to pay. Um, the, the question that, that I cannot answer at the moment is that where do South Africa source our oil from? I know there was a time when our oil came from Iran and um, a short period from Angola. So it is very important It's all about source and supply and obviously the demand. Um, I just can't see the government fully deregulate the oil industry or the fuel industry for the motorists at the moment. Maybe on the longer run, um, maybe. We can only hope. Uh, The the bottom line is we are overtaxed in general and we are totally, totally overtaxed on the price per litre. It is absolutely shocking. Yes, if they can deregulate the price it will soften the blow for us. Um, if it will be a permanent thing, I don't know. Um, yeah. in, the, in the end, it's, it's all about money. Well, they, they say that they're going to, to drop the general fuel levy by one rand fifty for two months up until the end of May. But there are still going to be fuel price increases that come in on the first Wednesday of every month. Um, so that one rand fifty that they save you that's going to be topped up by a, I don't know, one rand 80, two rand increase, let's say, hypothetically. So it is a bit of a cushion for the consumer. But what happens at the end of end of May, come the 1st of June? Are they then going to refer uh, or re- go to this fully deregulated model? Is that the plan? I believe that there's a lot of pressure on the government uh, at the moment to fully deregulate the, the fuel industry. Um, strangely enough, some of the pressure comes from oil, oil companies. Um, but one have to also look at what is the profit margins for the dealers. The whole matter of, of the makeup of, of the, the fuel price per litre is, is rather complex. So if, if they fully deregulate, they need to come to the party, firstly, and be totally transparent, because I believe they can save us probably more than five rand a litre if they fully deregulate. Um, so to come with a, an, an offer, and, and uh, unfortunately, I think politics do come into play because we're looking at the main national election for 2024. The government will try to um, buy votes by making certain statements and, and, and uh, uh, whether it's going to materialise 
I don't know. I can't predict the future. Um, mm. It would be nice for us, for you and I and everyone else, to have a much lower fuel price per liter. It is really killing us. The, 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 the question one also have to answer is, let's say things get totally out of hand and, and, and the price per liter goes to 40 rand per liter. How many people will be able to afford that kind of a pricing structure just to get to their place of work? So if it goes that high, and which is what the government needs to um, limit, a lot of people will uh, lose their jobs and obviously unemployment will increase and we're already at a record unemployment rate. Mm. So yes, um, the pressure is on the government to lower the, the fuel price. Um, and if one of the main methods is to deregulate, they need to do that. Whether it is for for political votes or not, in the end, we as the motorists and citizens of South Africa, we need to benefit from whatever it is that they do. So it's going to be um, a very the board. it's going to be a very cutthroat industry if it wasn't already. I mean, you come from that industry. You say it's going to squeeze the small players so much. Yeah, look, you need to think back a few years. Let's let's go back maybe about ten years or so. Then certain. Um, Fuel companies, these smaller independents, they didn't even exist. Puma International, for example, wasn't even presented locally in South Africa. Now, so 10 years ago, the competition within the fuel industry increased. If you take the big players, Engine, probably number one, number two, probably number one. Then you take um, Shell, BP, Total, and Sassel itself, and with regards to Sassel, one has to keep in mind that Sassel produces and supply approximately 40% of all fuel requirements inland. And also, if you look at the price differentiation between coastal areas and inland, how will they treat that when it comes to deregulation? So it's really a complex issue. Um, I, I believe if they fully deregulate, some of the smaller players will either leave the country when it comes to a big uh, fuel companies, and I actually contradict myself, but it's not really a contradiction. Some of them are very small compared to the bigger ones. But all these local companies that started uh, up in the retail industry or field, how will they keep a competitive edge with regards to the bigger players? I just don't see that happening. Mr. Libber, is, it impo is this an unfair question? You can tell me if it is. If you had to look into the crystal ball, how low, if you had to fully deregulate uh, 93, 95, how low could you see the fuel price going? Yeah, that, that is a, a very um, broad question with a broad answer. Mm. If you can eliminate all the negative impact on the fuel industry and now I want to cover areas from crime, fraud and corruption because in the end that multi-billion dollar industry that is managed by these crime syndicates, you and I pay for it. Somewhere we have to pay for it because all these big companies, they have insurances that they take out for incidents like that and their premiums increase all the time. Um, so, but if you can eliminate or minimize those kind of activities, 
and the greediness of the government with all the taxes and levies, I believe we can see a drop between 20 to 60 percent, maybe, maybe not as high as 60, but at least to 50 percent of the current price. So if you look at 21 rand a litre, maybe they can go down five rand plus a litre. That's approximately 25 percent at least. So just so that I understand you correctly, deregulation, full deregulation, where the retailer can pick and choose and it's the the customer ultimately who votes with their rands and cents what that where they're going to fill their tanks up is that where we want to go as a country probably yes but now also thinking of the 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 structure of 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 the oil industry if you have and let's use a, an, an example, a Shell retail site. At the moment, they are forced by agreements and franchise agreements and corporate agreements to purchase all their fuel from Shell. So if you want to fully deregulate, really fully, then you can say to a retailer, you can buy your fuel wherever you like. But they, they will never be able to do that because of the agreements in place. With Because you must remember there are uh, marketing um, branding of a retail site that costs millions to, to buy, to just set up a, a new retail site on average that uh, pumps or sells about 500,000 liters a month. That's going to cost you a couple of million to, to get into that field at, in that industry at all, just to set up one site. So they will never be able to fully deregulate. They can maybe go 80 or 90%. But full deregulation will never happen. It can't. It, it, it's, a, it's a business structure that just won't allow it. Is it to be applauded what the government is doing at the moment? As you say, whether it's for, for vote buying or not, um, it's a step in the right direction, I assume. It is definitely a step in, in, in the right di- direction. Um, irrespective of their, mo- of their motivation or reasoning, for us as a consumer or a motorist or a citizen, there's one thing that counts, your cash flow in the end of how much money you have in the bank and how much money you spend. That is all that counts. So whether they partially deregulate or fully deregulate, as long as they save us money, it's a good thing, irrespective of the reasoning. So you're saying you're wondering where the shortfall is going to be collected from, uh, what they take with the, what they yes. give with the left, they're going to take with the right somewhere. Yes, definitely, because the gaps will be used. It is a multi-billion dollar industry. Um, It generates multi-billion dollars for the government and for the fuel industry on on its own. So every single gap that they create uh, needs to be filled. In the end, um, from a government perspective, all they see is the coffers of Treasury and the taxman that needs to be filled. Um, and how you do that, if I create new gaps, <laughs> I have no idea. But it's, it's, it's good. we're going to feel it somewhere. Corbis Libba, thank you. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Thanks for some of the background and your expertise. That's a pleasure, Michael. I really enjoyed it as well. Thank you.